welcome back to 1874, the podcast that brings you the definitive word on Aston Villa Football Club every single week. I'm Dan Bardell and I'm joined as ever by Greg Evans, the Athletics Villa writer. Greg, one year on from Villa's triumph at Wembley. Great memories. Yeah, amazing really. I can't believe how quick a year has gone. Um, brilliant times, you know, so much so much fun to look back and um, and reminisce on, on, on that wonderful day. Uh, but, but yeah, just crazy how it's gone so quick. Yeah, I was looking at the photos this morning of the day. Some of it's a bit of a blur for me, but looking back at the photos, I can tell that I definitely enjoyed myself. And you, you know what, Greg, should, should we get a special guest in for one year on? Should, should we get someone that was involved involved in this podcast? It would be nice to. Who are you thinking? I think Milay Edna could be quite good, wouldn't he? Because he was there for the, the whole three years, there for the playoff final the year before. Should, should we get him involved? I think that's a good shout, but I'll give you a quick word of warning. Don't ask him any stupid questions because he's a very serious character, sir. Have you ever worked with me, Greg? I don't think I've ever asked a stupid question on any of the podcasts <laughs> that I've done. I'll, I'll be on my best behaviour. I'll make, I'll make sure I, I do my best for me. Like, it's going to be great to talk to him. So we've got that coming up. Just a quick plug for Greg's written piece because he's just released a John McGinn piece. Greg, do you want to tell people a little bit about that? Yeah, I just thought it would be a, a good time to write about John McGinn. Obviously, a year to the day since he um, scored the match-winning goal at Wembley that fired v- uh, Villa back into the Premier League. Um, and I just I just went back through his career, really, just over the last couple of years and see how he's progressed over, um, you know, how, how, how he has risen and, and just become this incredible valuable player that Villa now have on their hands. Um, spoke to quite a few people at Hibernian, his old club. Yeah. Uh, spoke to a lot of his teammates, uh, current managers, Steve Bruce um, and uh, and Dean Smith. Um, yeah, and you can you can read that piece on The Athletic now. Yeah, everyone loves the meatball, man. I've not read it myself yet, but I'll be sure to check it out later today. And just in case you weren't aware, the 90-day free trial for The Athletic's coming to an end, but you've still got time to get yourself involved in that. So if you go to theathletic.com slash villapod, you'll be able to take advantage of that 90-day free trial and look at Greg's piece on John McGinn. But let's get into it. Let's get Melee on. I'm really looking forward to speaking to him, Greg. Let's speak to Melee Yednak, one year on from Villa's playoff win. That's another... Goal for Villa. Mila Yedinak this time. Two inside ten minutes and they are flying. Hi Mila, thanks ever so much for joining us for this special episode of 1874. Really looking forward to speaking with you. A year off football for you now. How are you finding it? Oh, yeah, quite interesting when you when you put it like that. It's not really been... It's, uh, yeah, interesting. It's probably a good, a good time not to be playing at the moment with all that's going on with the world. Yeah, listen, it's, um, I mean, it just makes you stop and wonder what's been going, you know, what's what's happening in the with what's happening in the world. It just, you get to sort of put things into, you get to put things into sort of perspective a little bit and spending sure. all that time at home, you, you know, it makes you realise what's important to you. Sure. It's incredible really, Melee, that it's, it's already a year on since Villa won at Wembley. It feels like it's gone so fast. I mean, just looking back, did you ever envisage that last season would be the season that Villa returned to the Premier League, given the you know the turbulence of that, that previous summer um, and the position Villa were in with just 12 games remaining? I think, um, you know, we all, I think all of us on here and, and every Villa fan and every all the boys, they would have wished it happened earlier. I mean, I think we can all say that safely. It wasn't meant to be, but, um, you know, I think it was around that time when we started to go on that run towards the end of the season where, you know, we always gave ourselves every chance with being in and around it, even though it might have seemed like we were, you know, our position on the ladder wasn't wasn't ideal. 
the point situation would allow us if we did go on a run um, to get us in within touching distance of you know the top six and when we did start to go on that run you know having previously experienced that um, promotion and 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 those sort of that journey even even the season before you just remember you know if you can get a good run of games going then then anything's possible and uh, I I know I got that sense quite early on um, it just needed to click in and, and thankfully for us it, it, it did and uh, the boys and we all managed to to sort of get the job done yeah we spoke to Tommy Elphick a few weeks ago and he described the end of his three-year cycle as, as mission accomplished with, with him leaving Villa as a Premier League team did you, do you feel very much the same yeah, obviously it would have. I would have loved it to happen sooner, just because I probably know that it would have been an enjoyable journey on that Premier League journey, and and no one that I know I could have helped on. Um, but yeah, listen, it's 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 that was the ultimate goal at the end of the day. Um, you know how we got there. It was it has it had its ups and downs. You know changes of yeah. managers and whatnot and stuff that you have to to go through as a football club as a, as a dressing room. But in the end, you know we we managed to to dig it out and uh, and rightfully so because there was a lot of uh, hard work put into that from everyone and a lot of growing along the way from the group as well. What, what do you think, Milo? The the main difference between the side that got Villa promoted and the one that just fell short the season before was. It's hard to say, really. I think two contrasting teams, two contrasting managers, and and the way of way of doing things. Were we ready at that time? Yeah, arguably we had the experience um, in the Fulham game, and you know we we weren't able to see the job through, which you know was bitterly disappointing for everybody involved, considering how hard we had sort of worked work to get to that point. But I think subsequently what happened after that with a little bit of turbulence with not knowing what was going to happen and, you know, the start to the following season, it was just, you know, it galvanised us a little bit closer and, and, and you know, you always knew that from that experience of not winning um, promotion that it could go one of two ways. You know, ultimately, you know, I, we got the job done, but it didn't come without its fair share of, um, you know, bumps in the road, as they say. Because it was a good group, wasn't it, that, that year before, Mila? I think people forget, actually, that the group the year before, people like Sam Johnson, Robert Snodgrass, that they did a lot to change the culture at Villa as well, didn't they, and, and lead us to the point the year after? Yeah, we had, I mean, we had, there were some big characters there, guys that, you know, you knew you could rely on and um, to that, make sure they did the right thing. And in January, we got Grabs come in and um, he helped out. There was, there was so many um, and it just, you know, sort of, we... we we knew we were on to something and, and we, we sort of made it work. You know, the following season, majority of the guys were kept. Obviously, JT had, had retired and he, he, he ended up coming on board as a coach and, you know, he had his influence then back on the, on, on the group and plus we added to, we added to, the, we added to the group, which, which helped. And, you know, then ultimately we started to play in a way and, and, and it, got the, it got the best out of us. And uh, it was on the back of what we did the season before that, that helped us probably particularly towards the latter stages of, of, of last season. You were brought in, Melee, to change the culture at the club, to be like a leader in the dressing room. Was there anything that happened that, that surprised or disappointed you during your time? Because it was pretty chaotic, wasn't it? Surprised and disappointed. I don't know if you get surprised and disappointed about walking into change rooms that probably aren't what you would expect. But in saying that, you know, I'm not going to be beat around a bush, Villa were relegated from the Premier League, so there's obviously something up. <laughs> Having not experienced yeah. it in the past, 
and having been coming from a club that ultimately a dressing room is what got us promotion or helped us get promotion and ultimately kept us there. It didn't really surprise me, I don't think. Obviously, you've seen and you went along the times and, you know, I came in and you meet guys that you've known and played against and you get to know them and, you know, the, the, the group was, I can say, it, you know, it was here, there and everywhere, I think, because of what was happening with the club. Players had to leave and whatnot and decisions had been made on players. But that's part and parcel of football. Um, I think if you if you allow yourself to get sucked into that too much, you know, then you get poor results, poor form, whatever whatever you want to say. So I don't know if it I don't know if I it really surprised me. It's just you know when I did get to the club and I seen the facilities and you know everything that we're all sort of blown away by, particularly coming from a club like uh, Crystal Palace where it's all a bit on a, on a much smaller scale. Um, yeah. It was, you know, I was just you just you, you, your head's sort of scratching a bit as to why why it was like this, but you know you you can soon sort of realise and see. Yeah, your last kick to, to this day was that was that tenth semi final and another cool yetting out penalty to, to add to the collection. And you're, you're I, w- I want to call it a celebration, but I'm not really sure it was a celebration. It's, it's talked about a lot by Villa fans. It's become quite, quite iconic, that stare into the crowd when you scored your penalty. Was that something that, that, that just happened? You got you got took away with the moment? Uh, Pretty much, yeah. I don't really, like I said, I don't think I was looking at anyone in particular. It was just, a, you know, I, I was only on the pitch for a minute or two. So it was yeah. just... Whatever came naturally, and I mean, we had practiced the uh, we'd practiced penalties in the build-up for at least a month before, and um, I sort of knew at the time I was going to have to come on and do that job, regardless of what was going to happen or how it was going to happen. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't know if you call it emotion or what that came out, but it <laughs> it, it just happened, and uh, yeah, I know it sort of went a bit viral in some some aspect. <laughs> Yes, it pops up on social media all the time. As I say, it's, it's, it turned into a really iconic moment. I, I was I was I was at the Hawthorns for the penalty shootout, probably one of the worst experiences of my life that game. But when when you came on and took that penalty away, I, I suddenly felt better after you'd done that stare. Is there more pressure when you're brought on specifically to take a penalty? Because you've taken penalties at all the biggest stages, but is there more pressure when you're brought on specifically for that moment? It was a bit of a surreal moment, if I'm honest, because I'd never been put in that sort of predicament before. Yeah. And um, you sort of know the importance of it. It's just, you know, you've not had any, you've not had any sort of, <laughs> I wouldn't say, well, I haven't, I hadn't even touched the ball, I don't think. <laughs> so it was like, that. it was just like, okay, make sure this goes in. Otherwise, you know, what? Are, what's, you know, but you've got to just, like I said, it's, I think when you've when you've taken penalties in the past, and regardless of shootout or not, um, you just like I said, it's full focus, full concentration, and just making sure. I think for for me, it was having just come on. It's trying steady the ship or calm as many people down by scoring. So it was just making sure that got done first, and then yeah. like I said, I think you know put a lot of. I think it doesn't. It it helps that you know Jed's gone and made two absolute blinders. Um, you know, and he and he's and he's and he's done the job for us. You know, first and foremost, it was more just to to try and calm as many people as possible. Maybe that's even why the celebration was muted <laughs> because of that reason, just to keep everyone calm. You know, we're not quite there yet. It's um, you know, it's a penalty shootout. At the end of the day, there's yeah. a lot more. There's a lot more that can happen. A pretty good way to go out in a in a villa shirt. Though. That was your your last kick in in a villa shirt. It probably couldn't have gone out in a, in a better way. 
Uh, yeah, listen, obviously it's, uh, it's a nice way to finish your, your time at Villa with a, with a goal, but um, oh, mate, I can think of other ways of which you'd like to finish. <laughs> I can tell you right now, I'd be much rather wanting to play in the Premier League with Villa than finishing it off with a penalty kick. So Sure. Did you feel like there was a little bit of unfinished business there, Milo? Would you have, would you have liked just that one more crack at the Premier League? Um, I don't know if it's unfinished business. It just would have been nice to do it with a group that you've you've been through so much with, um, even in a even in a relatively short amount of time. Because you know a lot of the squad sort of did chop and change throughout, and you know obviously managers got bought, uh, different managers and different coaching staff got bought in, and it was just the more of the journey and and enjoying being on the journey and knowing how probably also knowing how difficult the journey would be going forward. I knew that it would be. You know, I don't want to. You don't sound like it's not. It's you just knew that it would be tricky uh, the first season because you're always on the back foot as a team that comes up through the playoffs, just with time to prepare and and whatnot. So yeah. you can't. You can never take that too lightly. So it was just more of a. It would have been nice. And and, and where are you at now in in your career then, Milo? What sort of what stage are you at? Will you play again? Are you thinking of moving into coaching or? or... Um, at the minute, on. To be honest, like. I'm sort of caught in a bit of a crossroads. It's, it's, really? I, you know, I had a, I had, I still wanted to play. I still do want to play. I still have an ambition to try and play. Whether or not it happens or not, I don't really know. Particularly in the current environment, um, it's more of a, yeah. Listen, if there's op- if there's an opportunity there and something sort of presents itself, potentially, it just it's just really really hard to say. Um, yeah. You know, I've had I've had I've been fortunate enough that the. You know the the guys at the the academy have have you know offered to help me out with my coaching badges and stuff. So I've been help I've been I've been doing a lot of stuff up until the time we sort of stopped here and with with everything that was going on. I'd been you know going in a few times a week just to sort of get some sessions in and work with a work with some of the other coaches and stuff. So from that point of view, I've, I you know I really enjoy it and really really grateful. And uh, but like I said, what the future holds, I I don't I don't really know. I mean, obviously, you haven't announced re- retirement yet. You ended your time at Villa playing playing centre back. Do you think that's something that, if you were to go on and, and carry on playing, do you think that's that's where you see yourself now playing as a centre back? It's hard to sort of say. I listen potentially. Yeah, I, you know, maybe. I, it's hard to really, it's hard to really say. I didn't really get a lot of an opportunity last year in the midfield, so I'm a bit more accustomed to centre back um, yeah. as it stands in, in Villa. Or, or, you know, with my time there, but. It's, you know, it is what it is. I, I guess you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, you know, because there might never be an opportunity. And if that's the way it is, and that's the way it is. So it may not be, it may not ever be an announcement of, you know, retirement and stuff. It's just, it'll it'll be the way it goes, unfortunately. Uh, the, you know, and that's the way, that's the way it sometimes has to be. And you accept it, you move forward and, uh, you know, you can talk to you guys and, and say how much of a time you, you had enjoying you enjoyed, you know, playing for a, for a fantastic football club. Yeah. Did you did you like playing centre back, Mela? Was that something that you enjoyed? You know, it was one of those things at the time. I think the first couple of times I had to play there under Steve was, you know, I, it was more just to help the team out. And I always looked at it that way. It was never somewhere where I was like, you know, it's a different it's a different beast playing that centre back than playing in the midfield. You know, there's yeah, yeah. I learned, I, I learned the hard way. I know I had to learn the hard way and, uh, you know, I, I know that. And But I was like, fortunate enough to have and played with so many guys that, you know, I respect and admire and, and I got, 
to play alongside those guys who helped me through it and coached me through it. And, you know, if I helped them out along the way, great. But, you know, I was lucky that I had Chessie and, you know, even your Tommy. We may not have, you know, JTs and, you know, these guys that applied their trade at centre-half and have been doing for years to play alongside some of these guys and just get that, you know, a bit of reassurance was 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 helpful. You know, you learn on the job. You know, I learnt on the job. I had to learn on the job. But all in all, it was all for, you know, the... For the team, and sometimes it wasn't always my best five minutes or two minutes, as they say. But I, I had to learn the hard way, unfortunately. And then sometimes it's it's not always going to be um, it's not always going to be pretty. And you just got to grin and bear it, and then get on with it. From all the managers we've spoken to, Melee, and, and and including players as well, they all say that you're a dream to work with. Um, I think Jack Grealish said you're the most professional player he's, he's ever encountered. Um, if, if, if you go on to manage or, or coach, what would you demand from your group of players? Are, are you going to be quite a tough taskmaster? Uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's um, tough taskmaster or not. I think it's more of a disciplined approach. I mean, I've always, that's how I've tried to be and, you know, that's how I was as a player and that's how I am as a player and that's how I am as a person. You try as, you know, you want to try and achieve something, you want to try and do things and, you know, if, if you haven't got those foundations in, in place at the start, then you're always, you're always going to be, it's always going to be a little bit tricky. It can always go one of two ways. You want to try and control, you want to try and control as much of that as possible. And if some of, some of your qualities can rub off on others and some of their qualities can rub off you and you sort of mix and match and you, you find a, a dynamic that works, then, you know, things can be achieved. And I mean, the case in point with last year and, Case in point, in you know my previous time with with Crystal Palace, it was you know it's it was hard work, dedication, and you know making sure that if if people need to be put in line or if you need to set an example for someone, then you do it and you do it without sort of any holding back. You tell people when they need to be told, and you know all you ultimately want is to be a, a successful person, a successful teammate, and 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 all you know is that um, whatever you however you work is that. You want to get the bet. You need everyone to, to make sure you get that success. And it's no it's no good if if ten out of eleven are, are doing the right thing. No, no, we need everybody on board and, and trying to pull in the right direction in order to to achieve something uh, special. Greg's just touched on on Jack Grealish there and his how highly he thinks thinks of you. What what did you think of Jack with your three years at Villa? What do you admire about his character and his game? Yeah, listen, I know you know a lot has been said about Jack and you know Jack's. Jack's uh, ability, I mean, he's to see sort of and see him grow in the last three years for me has been a, and even into this season, I must admit, you know, it's it's probably where he needs to be. Um, if I'm honest, it, it suits him probably more than being in the championship. And seeing him thrive in that environment is, is, is brilliant. Um, you know, it's not a surprise at all that he's getting the recognition that he deserves, but I think for more, more for me, trying to better himself, sort of day in day out, rather than leaving it to chance. And but he, you know, that Jack's always worked hard. He's always had that. He's always had that belief, and he will never shy away from anything. Which you know, whether you told him or not, it was you know he never shied away from anything. And to see that sort of progress and develop even further is, um, you know, it's 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 really pleasing to see. Back to that that day at Wembley, that one year ago, the the guy who scored the winner, 
John McGinn. I mean, I, I just look at him sometimes and he just makes me laugh when I look at him. How much of a unique char- character is he? Because Greg's done a piece on him, a written piece today, and he's just such a unique character, isn't he? Yeah, he's a, he's a, I mean, John's very, he's quite unassuming, but he's, you know, he's, once he's, once he's sort of warmed up to the group, he's, um, you know, he, he, everyone, everyone sort of, everyone sort of gets drawn to him because he's just quirky and, you know, he says things or comes out with things and you're just like, like, what, like, what are you talking about? Or can we even understand you through that accent? Or, you know, like, it's just, it's nothing against John, you know, he's got the, you know, he's got a, but when, but when you know, you know, when it comes down to it, when it's, you know, when there's business there, he just, you know, he's just going to get stuck into it full throttle. And, uh, you know, he was a, you know, he was a big part of, he's a big, been a big part this season and a, and a, and a big, he was a massive part for us last season as well. And, uh, to see him sort of kick on is has been fantastic, and you know he's a good kid at heart, and someone as well who's it's been great to see sort of develop and 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 grow as as the season or as these two years have have sort of gone by. And just, just finally from us then, I mean, if, if John McGinn does return, he's going to be a, a big plus for Villa. And, and obviously, if football does return, what do you think needs to change for Villa to survive this year, Mila? Oh, I don't know if you've got enough time. I'm not saying that in a negative way. It's not, it's not, it's not that. It's, it's, it's probably a tough question for me to answer at the minute. It's just, it's hard to sort of get into, I mean, all you... At the end of the day, what Villa needs is points. I mean, let's not... They need to win. They need to win their home games. They need to try and collect as many uh, points away as they can. But I think for me, it's... it's it's Obviously, goal scoring has been a little bit tricky at times. It's been just being real resilient and, and being difficult to beat for me. It's, it's not laying down and... You know, there's been glimpses of it this season. Um, you know, some, some good last-minute sort of hard in your mouth sort of stuff you'd like to steer clear of that if possible um, just for everyone's sake but <laughs> I think it's it's just you know they know that there are no everyone's under no assumptions that it's not going to be easy but if football does get back and um, they get to play all the rest of their games albeit maybe under whatever behind closed doors or whatever it is it's just be just be resilient and, and really really tricky to to beat and difficult to beat. Don't let don't let up on anything and and try and you know work for. I know you're going to have to work for every single point up until the end of the season, but you know make it make it make a fist of it and see where that gets you in the at the end of the day. Have you been to Villa Park much since since uh, you left me? Have you been watched many Premier League games? Oh, I've not been once, mate. So really? yeah, I had planned to go back actually. Uh, it was a game. April, I think it was the Palace game. I was going to go back oh, for, yeah. so I was yeah, due sure. to go back on that game. So, whether or not, you know, obviously with fan situation, it's not going to happen probably this season. But what happens next season, we'll see. But um, no, I hadn't been back. I had planned to go then, and I just hadn't been back, just with schedules and stuff, and yeah. you know, kids, <laughs> kids' needs and whatever. It just wasn't, didn't really come to fruition. But um, 
yeah, when I do go back, it will be a, a pretty special time as well. For sure. Well, thanks ever so much for joining us today and thanks for everything you did for Villa as well because people like yourself, James Chester, Glenn Whelan, I think you worked really hard to change the culture and you definitely succeeded. So all the best with what's next, mate, and I'm sure all Villa fans and us will follow it all closely. No worries. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on.